This is a Bloomberg Quick Take. Context and background on issues of interest. Our focus is on why ravaging heat waves matter to the world's dinner table. With Bloomberg's Agnieszka D'Souza in London. The situation. It's rather unfortunate that it's happening at the same time in multiple spots. So we've had high temperatures, very often um, reaching record highs, um, or, or, you know, the level's not seen in even like at least hundreds, hundreds of years or multiple years. And at the same time, you also have issues with drought. Um, you know, some parts uh, of the world haven't seen rains in months. Um, and, and many of those spots around the world happen to be major agricultural producers. So, you know, we've, we've had drought in uh, dry weather in Russia, um, you know, major drought in the European Union, um, drought in Australia. So, you know, that's not, that's not looking good. How then is all of this affecting agriculture? I mean, obviously, in order to grow food, you need water. So, so little water means uh, your plants are not developing, and that's resulting in lower uh, output. So you're not producing as much as you used to. Uh, and that's affecting all sorts of crops, you know, um, major grains such as um, wheat or corn or even, you know, fruit, vegetables or, or you know, vegetables such as potatoes. It just depends where. And what, what's happening, you know, because of the limited supplies, that's pushing up uh, prices. So just to give you an example of wheat, um, prices early in August reached a three-year high. And, um, and overall, wheat is up by almost a third this year. The background. So, so first of all, yes, you have farmers who have been affected a lot, and especially the farmers that need crops, not just because, not the ones that only grow crops, but they also, the ones that use up crops in order to feed their livestock, you know, such as dairy cows or pigs and, and so on. So for them, that means higher costs, and, and ultimately they are they're losing money. What we've seen that the governments have uh, stepped in with um, with, the, with some aid packages. Um, so, so, so they're trying to help. And at the same time, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's all the consumers who are going to bear the cost because, you know, the, we, we all need to eat bread and um, meat. And, 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 you know, there may be instances where we will see higher prices in some places. So, for example, while in the in the developed countries, um, food may not be such a huge component of the household spending. It may be a much bigger um, issue in poorer countries because over there, um, you know, people rely a lot on 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 food. They uh, poor countries as well happen to be food importing nations, so they're going to be more vulnerable to price fluctuations. What are the implications then for trade, specifically crop producing or agriculture importing nations? So, so for example, crop producers that have been hit by drought, they may face lower export revenue. You know, food importing countries. Um, so for them, that, for some of them, may, that may spell uh, faster inflation because um, they're more dependent on food imports you know, they have to pay much more, so their food import bill will rise. 
and and many countries, for example, if you take the Middle East and Africa, um, wheat and, and and grains happen to be a bigger component of their daily calorific intake. So so people have to pay pay more for the for the food. Then also, what you're going to see is the shift in uh, trade flows. The argument. Politically, uh, just as history shows, um, higher food uh, prices have the power to to cause political instability. Uh, you know, back in 2007, 2011, we we did see um, food riots in more than 30 nations uh, across Africa, the Middle East, Asia. Um, so governments uh, in those parts of the world will have to be wary of that and will have the incentive to keep the prices stable. You know, so, so you, you, you do see food importing countries, for example, you know, stepping in, you, 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 they have asking themselves questions as well, if, you, if they have, you know, if they happen to have uh, state grain purchasing units uh, that buy grains on behalf of the, of the country, so uh, they need to ask themselves, you know, when is the right time to buy? Shall we buy now in order to anticipate any uh, further increases in the prices, uh, in order to anticipate any limited supplies, you know, in order to secure supplies for the future? And then if you are a, you know, as a, as a grain exporting country, um, you know, limited supplies around the world mean that there could be demand for, uh, more demand for their uh, grains, and at the end of the day, that will that may also cause uh, higher domestic prices. So again, this uh, boils down to watching inflation. So you know, policy questions for for, for those countries is where do we do anything in order to limit our, our exports? And what we've seen is Ukraine, for example, took steps to limit their exports, and and now. We are all watching Russia, the world's uh, biggest wheat exporter, in order to see whether they're going to limit the shipments or not. For more on global agriculture and heat waves or other quick takes, go to Bloomberg.com or for terminal customers, go to NIQuick. I'm Charlie Pallet, Bloomberg Radio.